Well, folks, blessed we remember on this blessed Remembrance Day the many wrestlers who have been released to the fields of uh, Flanders on the wrestling world. Um, I know mean, it happened as we were live last week on the show, the Shoot Brothers podcast. We were breaking the news live as it was coming in. Um, Wow. Yeah, a bunch of people getting released and uh, some hot names, some names not so hot. But uh, hey, maybe someone fucked up and there's no 30 days and someone's going to show up at full gear. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our 12 bell salute. <laughs> yeah, we won't do that. Bye. But hey. Oh, we won't do that. Hey, you, we, okay, we won't do that. We don't have time for that. Mike, the shoot shepherd, that's you. Yes, Cameron. Cam Thunder Osborne, that's you. That's me, baby. And like you said, Shoot Brothers, episode 156. Hot Ooh. off of, what is this, the fourth the fourth releasing? I, 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 I've lost count now, but the, maybe the fourth or fifth in these chunks? Yeah, I mean, at least during the whole pandemic era, mm -hmm. it seems like. Yeah, and uh, coming off the hot heels of that, uh, you know, that all happened. But hey, folks, we got a great show besides the sad stuff coming up. Not only do we have our normal wrestling week, we have AEW's full gear. God, Mike, doesn't it feel like All Out was just a couple weeks ago? <laughs> and the hype has not died Truly, ever since CM Punk uh, made it to us on August 20th, the hype has not died ever since then. Yeah, they've just been riding the waves, the highs, and yeah, Full Gears lined up to be another great show. Full Gears lined up. Survivor Series is making its way uh, down <laughs> the line. We're still not done 2021, baby, and the shooties, oh, for if, if you want to talk about ending of the year. Of course, you know, there's still a lot of matches, a lot of pay-per-view, you know, these kind of two big pay-per-views have, could have some shooties implications. Yeah, and I mean, now the shooties, they have become the December pay-per-view because there is no TLC this year. Or they're, they're having that New Year's Day pay-per-view or whatever. Oh, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. New Year's so the Day. shooties. The yeah. Shooties now belongs, or December belongs to the December shooties. belongs to the shooties, baby. <laughs> Let's get into the show. Let's kick off the show the way that we always do, which is by crowning a brand new Tweet of the Week champion. It's the Tweet of the Week. It's the Tweet of the Week. Tweet of the Week, like you said, Mike, coming hot off of this uh, little chunk of releases. Um, this, uh, this Tweet of the Week champion has to go to a uh, brand new first-time Tweet of the Week champion, uh, Frankie Monet. Frankie. Frankie Monet, classic one of these performers that I don't know what to call anymore. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, as long as long as the handle is called it, that's what you're going to be called. Uh, Frankie Monet reached out to uh, the rest of her following. Um, the day that it happened, a few hours later, and she sent out a photo: "Lose your job, play Monopoly." And uh, by the looks of it, she's going about she's about to lose Monopoly. Also, I can only I can only uh -oh. assume she's sitting there with uh, John Moe. And little Presley, and um, uh, you know they're about to life life after WWE. <laughs> yeah, Monopoly. Hey, classic. So why not? Why not? Frankie Monet. Uh, until you decide to be called something else, you are the brand new Tweet of the Champion. 
Yeah. I think it's something Valkyrie. I think that's what she used to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I uh, didn't know that. But we will cross that bridge when we get there. Congratulations. Let's get into the show then, shall we? God, so we we were recording when these uh, releases were happening. And one thing whenever these releases happen, they always seem to happen with people who were on television like the fucking day before. <laughs> yeah, a lot of right. Them, yeah. A lot of these sorts of things. Uh, so let's climb over to our main roster action. Uh, let's start talking about some WWE, and more importantly, let's start talking about some SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Um, SmackDown. This is the SmackDown trying to build their side towards the Survivor Series thing. You know, uh, are we going to get Roman Big E? Are we going to get Usos and whoever the fuck's the champions over on the other brand? <laughs> Who will the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions face? We don't know. Uh, but Mike, you were the one who noticed uh, on last week's show that Roman Reigns was not in attendance last Friday, which was super rare. He has been yeah. on a tear for these last, you know, 450 days or something. Um, but, you know, just two weeks before Survivor Series, Roman Reigns kicks off this week's episode of SmackDown, of course, uh, with his special counsel, Paul Heyman, and uh, the rest of the Usos uh, are there. And uh, I'm very glad Roman Reigns has come out. Let us know he was taking a vacation. He was taking a vacation. So, thank you. Yeah. Uh, continuity. You know, he works hard. He uh, hardest working, hardest working man in the business. Yeah. So yeah, he comes out, crowds chanting "You suck," and Heyman and Roman still have a bit of tension there. As, uh, yeah, he's just kind of forcing Paul to tell him about what happened last week. Luso's lost to the New Days, and Reigns asked them how they're going to fix this problem. And that's when King Woods and Kofi come out. Uh, and they're like, hey, I think the king is supposed to sit at the head of the table. So, anyways, insults back and forth. Uh, Xavier challenges Jimmy, where the loser must acknowledge the winner. You must bend the knee. So, uh, yeah. So that will happen later. Yeah, we must bend the knee. Uh, there's some kind. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all king jokes. Guys, we've done this before. We know how the whole king monarchy, the jokes are there. Uh, I wonder if they kind of have like a stash of king of the ring jokes. Uh, <laughs> like how many have been recycled over the 30 years or whatever that they've done the tournament for? <laughs> they just kind of keep going back to a well. Well, this is what Xavier wanted, so mm -hmm. uh, hopefully I, he's he's working on stuff. This is what we wanted, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Naomi takes on Shayna Baszler, and yeah, you know, they got some time. They got to have a nice match. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Baszler, she hit a big uh, suplex on the floor, but then Naomi hits the Heat Seeker, one of MJF's moves there. MJF moves. MJF's moves. MJF's moves. Yeah, that's tough to that, yeah. is, that is tough to say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that looked cool. So uh, they're going back and forth for a while. Baszler locks in the Kirafuda clutch, but Naomi counters into a pin, gets a three. So a nice big win there. But then Sonya Deville comes out and says, Naomi, right before the pin, you grab the rope, meaning there should have been a rope break. So that shouldn't count. I must restart the match. Everyone boos. Uh, and then Baszler just jumps in, locks in that Kira Futa clutch. Naomi passes out to lose the match. 
but once again, just clear abuse of power by Sonya Deville. And this, uh, this, this is this story is really over these past few weeks. Talking about shooties, best TV storyline. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows when the payoff hey. could be? But hey, these are always things you got to talk about. Something that just exists on television, and it's very, very good. Uh, who who killed Roman Reigns? Classic example. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's in the cage? Another classic. Another. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, it's nice to have a story, not about the title. It's not mm-hmm. about anybody and, else. And yeah, one thing, I, I think this is fun. Uh, this is a women's feud that doesn't involve one of the four horse women. <laughs> yeah, I, so I can't think. can't think the last time we got a seven-plus-minute match between two women who weren't Sasha, Bailey, Becky, or Charlotte. And yeah, uh, so. I think that's a fucking win-win. Yeah. Or just leading, we need that singles match to cap it off. Mm-hmm. Naomi and Sonya. Who but knows? Instead, yeah, who knows when it'll happen? Probably, they'll probably get released on Christmas Eve. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, <laughs> gulp. Uh, another coming soon video for Zia Lee. Hopefully, very soon. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then there was also a brief interview with Ridge Holland, who I'd already forgot was drafted to SmackDown. Yeah, um, <laughs> I forgot that he. Is British? <laughs> yeah, him and Tim Thatcher flip flopped. Yeah, him and they, yeah, Tim. I swear they switch things. We haven't seen the Thatch Man in weeks, months. Oh my god! Like been, yeah, since two came around, is Thatch Man yeah. even in there? Let's get him. Oh. Let's go over to AEW. Let's get him over there. Champa, yeah, Champa kind of left him in the dust. Oh, damn it, damn it, Champa! Uh, uh, then we go backstage for an interview with Shotzi, and she's angry. She said she's had enough. Sasha Banks, uh, I'm going to run over you and anyone else in my way. I don't need a tank to do it. So we're getting a more angry, heel-type Shotzi here. She's not fucking around. Yeah, okay. No more tanks. No more tanks. going to howl still? Maybe no more howling. I don't know. Howling's pretty heel. But people love to do it. Ow, ow, ow. Oh, yeah. You can't do anything that the crowd would uh, Yeah. Would easy... Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't do anything the crowd would want to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, are there? I guess are there too many baby faces on right now? I guess if Naomi's baby face, uh, Bianca Belair's baby face. Yeah. Okay. Well, as long Maybe as Shotzi's yeah. getting, as long as she's on TV, that's that's fine with me. Yeah, as long as she's doing something f- crazy. Yeah. Uh, then we get Angel Garza, Umberto Carrillo. Who are now known as Los Latherios. So I got an official team name. Taking on Cesaro Mansour. Just the hodgepodge team of the week. But I mean. So yeah, how <laughs> how can we give Angel Garza and Berto Carrillo a name after like two weeks? But we still how many people can we still not give a name to? We see like Rhea Ripley and uh uh Ash, they still don't have a name. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many? No, you know how many tags have we had that just don't have names? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know why. But uh, either way, you got four four good wrestlers still in the ring here, so the match was decent. Uh, eventually, Umberto Angel they hit their tag team finisher, the Center de la Silla, something like that. They get the win. Yeah, I, we're doing we're doing a whole new thing now. Right, they're yeah. together. So this is this is kind of like uh, what did we call them before? 
the Vagabonds. It's kind of like, uh, they're kind of like mini Vagabonds, I guess, but with no <laughs> Vega and no Andrade, Andrade for Curio. Yeah. Well, we eventually uh, we eventually got him. <laughs> eventually, but uh, then we get Drew McIntyre open challenge. Uh, that gets answered by Ricochet, and yeah, Drew just tosses Ricochet all over the ring, and he's jumping, bouncing, real good for him. Uh, yeah, Ricochet has a little comeback. He goes for the moonsault, but Drew hits him midair with a claymore. Sweet little spot there, and that gives Drew the win. Mister Main Event. Ricochet, in that he's on main event uh, every every single every single week, Mister Main Event. Well, yeah, it was a cool, cool spot though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy and Madcap are out for Happy Talk, and their guests are the Viking Raiders. And yeah, this is just terrible, bad jokes, no humor, leads to a brawl. Um, and then a match, but the match wasn't any better than the talk show. It was, I mean, people were cheering for the Viking Raiders. They liked them. So, uh, but yeah, Madcap, Corbin, they just run off, take the count out loss. So this was, yeah, the down moment of the show. I know. You need a finish sometimes. When there's a clear baby face heel thing, you just need a finish to happen. Yeah, Especially, just... we, we know what we've seen out of the Viking Raiders before. Yeah. And Happy and Madcap, uh, I don't think many people care about them. Yeah, so we get a count out, so this keeps going until the next until next week, until the next week after that, and <laughs> I don't know. Sami Zayn comes out after with Hit Row, looking like some sort of new alliance, but then they, they just end up dissing him and putting him on his place, and so he gets mad leaves. Cla- but, hey. <laughs> Classic Sami Zayn stuff. <laughs> don't ever wrestle... And uh, talk for 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, then we get the main event. King Woods takes on Jimmy Uso, where the loser must bend the knee to the victor. And, yeah, it was a good, nice main event spot for these two guys. Uh, Xavier hit a real big leg drop off the top rope. Fantastic height on that. Got to hurt the spine. He loves but. that leg drop. Yeah, looks real good, but uh, Jimmy fights back. Uh, yeah, he hits a Samoan drop, goes for the pin. Jay tries to help him, but the ref catches him, so they're arguing. Woods rolls up Jimmy, gets a three count. So Jimmy must now bend the knee to King Woods. The crowd's chanting, bend the knee. Uh, Jimmy starts to go down and bend, but then Reigns shows up. Superman punches Woods, beats down the New Day. And the bloodline just stand tall to end the show. The, that 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 dangerous trio. This was a really fun main event. Uh, you know, it's 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 nice. You know, uh, Xavier or King Woods rather gets the win, but he doesn't really win. No one's bent the knee yet. Maybe this could be the best <laughs> one of the best stories of the year. Who will bend the knee? Who's gonna bend I first? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if that's what you like. Um, who knows? I mean, maybe they'll get some. I don't know. I guess they can't fight each other at Survivor Series. If they can't they can fight each other, right? But with this Usos New Day thing, it seems like Reigns and Big E are just on this uh, on this collision course, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, take out the New Day, so you take out Big E's backup. You know, this is some uh, this is some uh, some good st- some good stuff coming out. How who's gonna come to Big E's aid if they're all uh, wrapped up and bandaged? 
<laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, he's on the other show. Yeah, so. when, do we, when do we think Survivor Series actually is? Do we know? I think it's a week from Sunday. A week from Sunday. Okay, so the 22nd, I think that is. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Okay, okay, that'll be uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Always, uh, you well, Mike, you know what I love about what, what Mike? What do I love most about Survivor Series? The red and blue shirts. The red and blue shirts, baby. <laughs> Get out your reds and blues. It's time for Survivor Series. Uh, <laughs> that was that was SmackDown Live. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on through the uh, through the week. Let's move on through the night because um, even though it's 10 p.m., it's not time to go to bed. It's not time to brush your teeth. Uh, it's time to hop into some hot um, uh, action over on AEW Rampage. Rampage. This was a now. This was a live rampage. Oh yeah, I can't. I, I really pay attention yeah, neither can I. You know, you sort of catch it <laughs> once, and I just make note of whatever the hell is happening. Yeah. Well, uh, starting off with a great match as always with Brian Danielson, American Dragon, taking on Anthony Bowens. <laughs> so you had Max Caster doing his his diss rap at Brian and. Uh, yeah, then we get a good match. Nice spotlight for Bowens. Big opportunity. Uh, but he's not afraid to fight dirty, though. You know, he's got Caster interfering when the ref's not looking. So uh, Brian has to take him out. And then he focuses on Bowens, just starts stomping the shit out of his head, applies the label lock, and then gets the submission win. Now, is this the first time we've seen that label lock? Yeah, I think it's the first time he's won. With <clears throat> I think, well, you know, and like you've you've commented before, he's winning matches every single week with something different. I think this was the first time we saw this submission. Yeah, he just reminded everyone, hey, I still got it. I but, still got it. You know, it's just one of the many tricks up my sleeve. One of the dozens and dozens of tricks up his sleeve. Yeah, this was the first. Uh, this is, I think, this was one of Brian Danielson's first matches in AEW where I've seen a real uh, um, skill level between. <clears throat> between him and his imp- opponent or uh you know if they've always been kind of like you know omega that was like ooh, who could win this one suzuki you're like ooh, who's gonna win this one but uh you know he, yeah, he looked yeah, pretty dominant in this matchup never... yeah but yeah still a good showing yeah mr bowens very much so very much so then we have cm punk coming out to call out eddie kingston's uh for their their face-to-face so Eddie's music hits, but he doesn't come out right away. So Punk just starts slagging him, and that causes Eddie to come storming out, wearing his street clothes. He's got his big uh, work boots on and shit. Timberlands? You know. Timberlands, yeah. Uh, so he starts talking tough to Punk, and uh, Punk's still hung up. He wants him to apologize for interrupting. And King's just like, oh, big deal. I'm not apologizing for that shit. <coughs> uh, who, who knew CM Punk was such a stiff, was such a stickler for uh, for manners? <laughs> I know. I didn't know. I didn't know the the M stood for manners. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, he's like, back in Ring of Honor, man. Guys like you, guys like Samoa Joe, you inspired me. And uh, I believe Joe still works for WWE. So that's a that's a name drop there. Did he say Joe or Samoa Joe? 
I think he said Samoa Joe. Well, you're allowed to. No, it's not like they have. No, you're allowed to. It's just yeah. Normally, you don't, they don't mention people by name. But. Yeah, they really uh, don't. Anyways, yeah, he's not happy. He's not. Uh, Punk says, "Hey, man, you're the one who fell short of uh, the person we thought you could be." And after losing to Daniel Brian Danielson, you blame me because you're a bum. Then Eddie's all like, "Oh yeah, what a bum main event, full gear, uh, and the only professional wrestling company in the world." So. Nobody wants you here, punk. Never wanted you here. The whole locker room's afraid to say it, but not me. So get out. And finally, we get around to the challenge to a match at full gear. Uh, the punk's like, hmm, maybe elevation or dark. Maybe that's more your speed. So Eddie's just like, fight me. So punk says, fight all right, me. see you on the. Th-. No, he didn't say yeah. fight he me. He said it a bunch of times. He said, fight me. Fight me. <laughs> fight me. <laughs> fight me. I don't care where you have. Fight me. Fight me. Oh, my God. <laughs> over and over uh, So Punk's like alright I'll do it 13th full gear And he says yeah and after I beat you up Do me a favor and quit again and don't come back For seven years So that causes Punk to hit him with a big stiff headbutt And then just a brawl Until uh, yeah they get broken up God where has Eddie Kingston been all my life You know like, this has been a whirlwind of a year for Eddie Kingston. Yeah, like, he's main evented full gear. He's had main event championship brawls against, um, you know, some of the biggest names on the planet. Where has he been? He he's Wasn't he just a babyface, like, two weeks ago? This guy can fucking turn it on and off and just... Yeah, he can just make an entire story built around how much he had to come, get through and family and then that's all that's all i mean he he is just something else this guy this guy this 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 guy you know <laughs> yeah doesn't matter where he's been because he's found his home oh oh my god I, yeah he is he's got to be one of the most overdudes at every one of these live shows of course brian danielson gets his yes chance of course punk gets his fucking cheers or whatever but eddie kingston is so goddamn over <laughs> yeah, they love him. And we'll see. We'll talk about that match at the end. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got the Bunny taking on Red Velvet. First round TBS title match. Um, yeah, one funny thing. I don't know if he's done this before, but uh, ring announcer Justin Roberts, you know, uh, they're coming to the ring. He's like approaching the ring, uh, whatever. But this time, Red Velvet, she comes sprinting down for her entrance. And he's like, running to the ring, Red Velvet. (laughs) No, I didn't notice that. I never noticed (laughs) that. Uh, But yeah, just a quick little match. You know, they fight to the floor. Bunny hits Velvet with a curb stomp onto the steel steps. And yeah, they just go back and forth a bit. Eventually, Red Velvet takes over, hits the SOS, which she calls the Velvet Slice. And that gives her the win to advance to the quarterfinals face jade cargill in the quarterfinals god is this bracket i have i have what is how is this bracket huge i have no clue what this looks like right now but i'm pretty sure that this is not culminating this is not culminating at full gear no definitely not okay take till january when the switch happens oh january 5th that's what i'm saying maybe maybe that is the nut maybe that that could be opening night on tbs that makes sense yeah, um, this whole first round, all the winners advanced to face four women who got a bye in the first round. So now it's like the actual first round of 16 or something. Right, right. Uh, eight. Or eight now, eight, yeah. but yeah. 
quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. But our main event for this show, John Silver takes on Adam Cole. And yeah, just got a good amount of time here. You know, got to be probably the biggest singles match for Silver in his AEW career here. I'm trying to think of a bigger one. I do remember him getting some kind of a big opportunity once. Maybe a TNT title match? Something, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Either way, crowd's loving him. They're chanting Budge at Adam Cole, which I guess, what, wasn't this something that was revealed to be this an was, idea of... Yeah, this was a joke or something. Or on BTE or something? Yeah. Uh, beca- um, fuck, how did it start? I don't know. They've been going out of BTE. I kind of go in and out. But anyways, I know John <laughs> Silver's trying to do Budge instead of Boom. Okay. Yeah, the crowd was chanting Budge. There was, yeah, all this funny stuff going on. Uh-huh. Uh, but Silver, you know, he's got to deal with those young bucks causing trouble at ringside. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Johnny Hungy, he's still getting lots of moves in. Uh, he goes on a roll, makes a pin on Cole, but the bucks put his foot on the rope to break it up. So the Dark Order come out to even the odds. So the ref gets distracted by all this. Cole goes for a low blow, but Silver catches it perfectly with his hands. Then he kicks Cole in the balls, hits a beautiful spinning Liger bomb, but Cole kicks out at 2.9. Everyone bit hard on that one. Uh, But yeah, they start chanting, this is awesome. Uh, And it all comes to a close when Cole hits a massive super kick and then the boom to get the hard-fought victory. Is that what we're call? Is that what we're calling the last shot now? Yeah, the boom. The boom, boom. Yeah. You know it's all about the boom, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it, it? It's funny that John Silver has become the the biggest singles. I I would say he is. I would call him the biggest singles guy in BTE. Uh, sorry. Wow. Yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. Not be Dark not Order. being the elite. Yeah. Like in the whole a whole of Dark Order. It's funny that like yeah, this kind of like mostly comedy character. Uh, yeah, like you said, yeah, it was the TNT match that I was thinking of, the TNT championship match, and then this one. He gets put into those situations where he overperforms often. Yeah, he delivered. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's got those real, like, explosive energy kind of bits, right? It'd be like, it'd be great to see him eventually, you know, get, get those singles wins or, you know, start making a difference, doing something meaningful. Yeah, I mean, eventually, Dark Order is going to capture some gold. Whether it's tag or singles, someone's going to. They're going to have to, yeah. They're going to have to do something. They're going to have to do something. Because they're just kind of like eight people seemingly hodgepodge together. <laughs> yeah, some of them wear masks, some of them don't. Yeah, well, Al- well, now Alan Angels doesn't wear a mask at all. Yeah, he's flip-flopping. I didn't know you were allowed to do that. <laughs> Uh, if you're not a lucha, you can just. I guess yeah. If you're not like an <laughs> you know an official thing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was all. That was all of Rampage. Hey, the live show really makes a difference. You feel that? You feel that energy there? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Let's. Uh, was there any wrestling action on the weekend? Any any anything fun that needs to be discussed through Saturday and Sunday? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. No. Yeah, not that I'm aware of either. So let's cruise on through. Cruise on through the weekend. You're done. You're back at work. Uh, you know, uh, the, uh, the start of the work week, you kind of come in, drink some coffee, uh, check your emails. 
What else do you What else do you do uh, when you get back at work? Um, yeah, you ask people how their weekend was. Maybe you have to water the plant on your desk. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? <laughs> what else? What else? Well, 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 eventually, at the end of the day, you're gonna watch Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. <laughs> hoping i was gonna get something there but uh <laughs> I, I, I was hoping i don't know i was hoping i was hoping for something uh monday night raw because um yeah we're still building towards that survivor series let's hear what these guys have to say uh by kicking off god the best dressed in the car uh, shooty best dressed uh yeah. uh yeah it is a shooty award and seth rollins the uh one of the best dressed kind of current performers right now he kicks off uh, <laughs> this week's episode of I mean, Raw. And did you catch specifically what he was wearing? Can you recall? Well, it was like a blue. So leather it's trench a blue coat. leather trench coat. Okay, so okay, so let's go from the layer out from the skin. So from the skin, there was like a long red collared shirt with like a flower florally pattern, or you know what kind of looked like almost like red blood cells. And then over top of that was a blue button up all the way, maybe a vest uh, with another floral pattern, you know, with, and so the red collar over top of the blue and then the long blue trench coat and the blues were not the same blue. They were close, but they were, <laughs> they were not the same blue. Uh, God. That, I mean, that's all. That I mean, that was my biggest takeaway from the whole segment. Let alone, <laughs> let alone that, uh, let alone that the burn it. We got a burn it down chant briefly. That popped me hard. Yeah, they also chanted, "You look stupid, Adam." Well, but. you know, you gotta you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he just talks about his upcoming WWE title shot and uh, how he's gonna lead Team Raw at Survivor Series. Because over the weekend, they just announced the teams on social media. I guess that's what happened on the weekend. That's what happened on the weekend. Oh, my God. They just said, here's Team Raw, here's Team SmackDown, nothing to it. I remember Uh, one time there was a... like a, what, a battle royal type thing. Like you, you, you had to earn it in some capacity. Yeah, they've done that. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Rollins starts talking about Kevin Owens, says he's a known liar. We go way back. Uh, you know, we planned that last week. So, mm-hmm. But Owens comes out, chases him off. Yeah. And then the rest of the episode, Owens was just walking around backstage being like, you believe me, right? You believe me, right? Look kind of. Yeah, this was a little bit weird. Um, I don't know what what's what what's Kevin Owens trying to prove right now. That he uh, didn't know Rollins attacked Biggie during their match. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Biggie's like, whatever, man. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know why he would. (laughs) So so bizarre. Why he cares so much? Yeah, bizarre. Doesn't matter. Oh well. Uh, RK Bro teaming up with the Street Profits to take on AJ Omos and the Dirty Dogs. Eight-man tag, uh, you know, typical multi-man stuff. Everyone's coming in and out, getting their spots in. Some guys bickering at their own team. Uh, eventually, Orton gets the hot tag, launches AJ over the top rope, but then Omos just catches him perfectly, uh, like a fly ball. He just like nothing. <laughs> uh, like, huh? Yeah. But then uh, Omos ta- tags in, starts unloading on Riddle, hits him with the big choke bomb. 
but he doesn't make the cover. He goes to tag in AJ, but then Ziggler jumps in, steals the tag, and this causes an argument. Omos and Rude start fighting. Ziggler crawls over to Riddle, who's still down from that choke bomb, and pins him and gets a three count, even though it was like two minutes after the move was hit. It must have so been so kind of, devastating. Yeah, that was weird. But I guess, yeah, it keeps Omos looking strong. That choke bomb can kill you. Yeah, you're down for two minutes. I mean, he's still, I mean, I think he's only covered one guy actually, like, going down to the mat. Uh, he's still <laughs> mostly just, like, putting his foot on him or something. But, like, every single time, these fucking eight-man tags, WWE, they know this shit like the back. These guys know this match like the back of their hand. How many eight-man tags do you think Dolph Ziggler's ever been in? Over <laughs> under, over under 200. Uh, over. Oh, wow. That's so, imagine <laughs> if that. We count house shows. Ex- count. Yeah, <laughs> I am counting house shows. I'm counting house shows. Yeah, just fucking yeah. go for 20, go for 25 minutes. You got, they'll all figure it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> then Adam Pierce comes out to the ring getting lots of booze. So his heel turn is happening fast. Well, well yeah. I feel like his heel turn, the Sonya Deville's heel turn is they're kind of hand in hand. He's like, he's, he doesn't want either that guy. So what Sonya Deville is. Yeah. Crooked management going on. There's something but. fishy. There's something fishy up there at WWE. Didn't hear it from <laughs> me. So he calls Rey Mysterio and Dominic down to the ring. Talks about Survivor Series. and Yeah, the teams were announced and they're both on the team. But he feels like uh, he made a huge mistake when selecting Team Raw. Because every member of Team Raw is a former world champion except for you, Dominic. And that's an issue. You know, you got a ton of potential, but I want Team Raw to win. Which, since when does... I thought Pierce worked on both shows. Why is he picking sides? Why does he care for Team Raw so much? I also thought he worked on both shows. Uh, he wants Raw to win despite running both. Um, you know, maybe... maybe the, I, th- I think the goal might have been to put over Adam Pierce as like a slightly more no-nonsense no heel authority yeah. figure you know because like he kind of he kind of felt like a cuck at various points um <laughs> over the last year a good cuck but a cuck nonetheless uh <laughs> <laughs> well uh yeah he says dominic you're gonna have a match right now and if you lose you're off of team raw so bobby lashley comes out and yeah just uh dom tries to put up a fight get some moves in but he's clearly outmatched by the almighty just beats the hell out of him. Ray tries to stop it, but Lashley just kicks him down, slams Dominic all over the place, hits a big spear, followed by the hurt lock to get the submission win. So Lashley is now on Team Raw. And this is the first time we've seen Lashley uh, since uh, losing to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, but that's not kayfabe, so that doesn't exactly count. <laughs> um, yeah. So he can bury Dominic. That's all good. Uh, I guess, yeah, it, uh, yeah, adding Lashley to the team, either does it make like Lashley, Ray, Mysterio a thing? Is that is that the next feud? Or... Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I guess so. The, well, you know, uh, there's not there's not many red mid cards going on here on Monday Night Raw uh, right yeah, now. I mean, so you know, we, this kind of fills that position. Yeah, we uh, we haven't been seeing much of Priest and the U.S. title. 
A couple weeks ago, we did. Remember, he had a new uh, he had a new outfit new entrance. Yeah, he, he, oh, yeah, yeah he, he, he had a new theme song, and he wore more guy liner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was it. But yeah, you're right. We haven't seen him a lot since then, so I don't know. But he'll probably be taking on uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, right? Uh, I, I guess. Oh, yeah, they, <laughs> I they didn't even mention that. Yes, so. <laughs> Uh, Big E comes out to take on Chad Gable, who's getting a nice big match here, and you know, showing off those great technical wrestling skills, hitting some massive suplexes, big moonsault. Um, but you know, he just can't match the size of Big E, who takes over, gets his moves in, hits the big ending to get the win. But good showing from Chad Gable, just let him mess with wrestle more often. Yeah, um, after the match, we got a stare down, you know, Big E and Otis, and this is the beefiest clash. This is a real beefy clash, you know, like, you put you put Drew and Omos in a ring, that's a different level of, or that's a different level of beef. Even like, even like Brock and Drew is beef, that's beefy, you know, but <laughs> that's different than Gable and Big E beef. You know, yeah, I'd love to see it. And I saw there was a still I saw online of, you know, when um, at the end of the match, they're kind of staring down. Whoever that ref is, it was just the look that this one photo caught of him, uh, you know, kind of getting between the two of them. The look on his face is absolutely ridiculous. So uh, <laughs> I got to put got to put over that ref. <laughs> All right. Uh, Reggie takes on Drake Maverick. 24-7 title match. You know the deal here. Uh, but I guess uh, the big thing, the long reign of Reggie is over as he gets rolled up by Tazawa, who wins the title. But then Corey Graves rolls up Tazawa to win the title. And then Byron Saxon rolls him up to win the championship. So passing it around, Drake Maverick rolls him up, gets the three, and then Reggie... Hits the plancha to get the three, win back his title, flip away like nothing even happened. But I guess yeah, exactly. Hey. See the the worst part of the worst part about the twenty four seven title is that every single time it accomplishes nothing. If 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 in the end the same person leaves with the title, then essentially nothing happened, right? It's it's like nothing more than could have been done like backstage. <laughs> Well, I mean, now Byron Saxton can add something to his trophy collection at home. Oh yeah, do you think? Uh, wow, Dad, you were you were the twenty fourth champion, Dad. Do you think when you get a um, do you think when you get the uh title when you know like if you win uh the Money in the Bank, you know the WWE will send you a nice official Money in the Bank, like congratulations. <laughs> and it actually when you open it up, it's 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 like Vince's voice saying congratulations, you know. Um, yeah. but do you think if you win the twenty four seven title once, do you get it? Do you think? Uh, maybe. You, you know, it. so I'm saying like, does EC <laughs> does EC three have a replica twenty four seven title? I mean, he can just buy one. You know, does shop. Maria Canellis have a... <laughs> she should. I would. I mean, you know, if, if it was you... the only title I ever won, I'd put it up. If the only title... Uh, Gronk, he's got one. Yeah, Gronk. He's yeah. probably got that framed. <laughs> he's framed he's above his bed. <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's move along, because we've got a... Fatal five-way women's match. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Queen Zelina, and Car 
Carmella, uh, winner gets a title shot here. And, you know, Becky Lynch looking pretty awesome on this, uh, doing commentary. She had like a, br- a, a, her hair was wild. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> best hair. Hours best hair. Yeah, best hair is a thing. I mean. It's a thing. Uh, yeah. And she had some cool shades. Just looking badass. Uh, well, the women had a good match. Um, yeah, Carmella, Zelina, the heels working together. But, of course, it all falls apart. Uh, Bianca picks Selena up, hoists her over her head, and just tosses her to the floor. Big fall there. Um, yeah, Ripley, Bianca, they have a good back and forth. Rhea hits the riptide, but Liv Morgan breaks up the pin, and then she hits Rhea with the oblivion off the top rope. But Selena breaks that up. So Belair gets a hold of Zelina, hits the KOD, but then Dewdrop shows up out of nowhere, yanks Bianca out of the ring, knocks her out. And during all this, back in the ring, Liv is able to get Carmella in a crucifix, hold her down for the three. So Liv Morgan has won herself a title shot. And this has got to be this has got to be the first title shot, her first. I would assume so, at least the singles, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I like it. That'll be fun. Becky versus Liv. Who knows? Whenever that'll be. Becky versus Liv. Who knows? Um, it, uh, the Bianca Belair being taken up by Dewdrop. Uh, you know, could boost things. I think it's time to fucking ditch the name, though, right? It's got to be. It's <laughs> got to be time. I mean, fucking, so Eva Marie's gone. That went nowhere. Uh, she's clearly going to be the... If these two are going to feud, Dewdrop, she's clearly the heel. Uh, yeah, because I think stop doing the little dancing. Stop thing. doing the little fucking dancing thing, the fucking weird, you know, lollipop thing, and uh, <laughs> you're, you go back to Piper Niven and just rock it from down there. Yeah, that's what they should do. But I don't know who's book who's booking this. Oh, we know who. Not me, apparently. Uh, the main event though, Kevin Owens takes on Seth Rollins. And, yeah, they just gave these guys a lot of time. You know, we've seen some great matches from them in the past. And, yeah, just more of the same here. I, uh, I think, think literally you, you and I have seen a match between these two in the past. At the episode of we went to a Raw four years yeah. ago or something, we saw this match. <laughs> I think it might have been for the Intercontinental title or something. I think it might have been actually for the uh, Universe. I think he was Universe. I don't remember. No, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yep. Uh, anyways, Owens hits a pop-up powerbomb, but Rollins kicks out of that, so they fight to the floor, the ref starts counting, Seth makes it back in the ring, Owens goes to get in the ring, but Big E's just kind of standing there, unintentionally blocking him, but so much beef in the way that Owens stumbles, can't get in back in the ring, so he gets counted out, loses the match. Uh, so Owens is pissed off, he hits Big E with a big kick to the head, pop-up powerbomb, to the edge of the ring and he just keeps beating up yeah freaking out screaming beating up Big E until the officials come and separate them yeah these guys were having a hell of a match before the finish though yeah yeah great match uh, mostly but yeah that was a pretty weird ending he just stood in his way and he's like oh I can't get by you so count it out yeah, well, I guess I guess you know uh, the 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 heel Kevin Owens turn or something. Uh, yeah, that's what it is. I guess that's probably what it is. I guess if he's beating down Big E, then hell yeah, 
but uh, but it seems like we have a couple challengers for this WWE Championship in the next coming weeks and months even, right? Seth Rollins still has a claim to that. He won that ladder match a few weeks back, and KO seems yeah, to be n- none too impressed by whatever the hell's happening. So, uh, you know, yeah. R- Raw went from being something kind of stale to post-draft, this is sweet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, fucking Liv, I mean, Liv, Liv Morgan's got championship opportunities. Otis is right there. Kevin Owens, <laughs> Seth Rollins. I mean, this show has fucking done this. As far as I'm concerned, this show has done a 180. Then I don't know. Maybe even like this time a month ago, month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. So the draft did its job then. Freshen things up. Freshen things up, and there hasn't been a single brand to brand invitational. It's a uh, that, that's great too for me from a logistics point of view. Uh, yeah. That was our whole episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, Mike, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take the break. We're gonna take the break, and we're gonna come back with uh, some great NXT action, Dynamite, and of course we gotta talk about what full gear will look like. So stick around. Back here with part two of the podcast, uh, folks. Thank you for sticking out through the break there. Gosh, um, wrestling. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. I got nothing. I was hoping something would get to me. Uh, let's move across uh, through the show. Let's move to a brand new brand uh, that's been there the whole time. They may have changed the the, the seating arrangements. The you know the the pews. They may have added a couple more colors, but it's still the same brand that you and I know and love. We're talking about NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's some good wrestling. So NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. Um. I this the 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 crowd is so lit up. Everything's so bright during NXT now. It feels so welcoming and inviting. Uh, like, hey, you belong here too. That's one thing I like about NXT 2.0. <laughs> Yeah, come on in. Come on in, Everyone. exactly. Now, uh, after you told me the other week about the conspiracy to uh, boo MSK, I did my own little independent research and kind of learned a little bit. So uh, on this particular episode of NXT, my eyes were open for that that girl. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could <laughs> see her, see if she's going to get called out, see what's happening. No spotting. I did not spot. I forget, I forget her name. I, um, Izzy. I, I did not spot her this week, but next week I'll be paying attention. Just so you know, Mike, <laughs> I'll kind of keep an All eye right. on, uh, you know, making sure we know her whereabouts. Yeah, or her parents. Or her parents. We got to Google them trouble. now. Uh, but let's start off with some six women tag team action here. You got Toxic Attraction. The three-piece taking on Io Shirai and uh, Team KC. And, uh, yeah, just a fun, fast-paced six-person match. Crowd's hot for Io, but almost equally as loud for Mandy. Getting lots of vocal support here. As she should. She is our, she's our new champion. Yeah, I mean, Toxic Attraction, they've gotten over as an act, so I like it. Uh, And, of course, you had Casey Catanzaro just doing her big flips, jumps, Dives, diving to the floor, uh, 
And speaking of the crowd, there's this one. She wasn't Izzy, but there's this little girl. I think she goes to a lot of the shows, and she just spends like the whole match just screaming, high pitched squealing at everything. <laughs> Is that her? Just throughout. Oh my god! Izzy, yeah, you've, there's this you'll, girl. There's just you'll hear it. Everything. You'll hear it, especially bef- like right before a spot is about to happen. Or like yeah. right, like when they're kind of leading into it, so no one's saying anything, and all you hear is it's yeah, it's a cackle. Yeah, this little kid. Jesus just, Christ! Yeah, wailing. But uh, anyways, she's having fun, I guess. Uh, yeah, as long as you're having EO, fun. EO hits her big moon salt on Mandy, but the pin gets broken up. Uh, eventually, the match comes down to Gigi and Carter. Gigi hits the move. I think it's called the uncaged. But uh, that's her finisher. Gets the win. So Toxic Attraction continues their dominance of the brand. Yes. <coughs> yeah, started slow. Action picked up. And, um, yeah, if, if the goal, you know, we're protecting, to- protecting Toxic Attraction right now. They've gained control of NXT. And, uh, you know, they need wins to kind of keep that uh, going, you know. And uh, Io Shirai wasn't doing much with, what was the other, Zoe Stark. Anyways, yeah, so was. you know that can kind of sit on the back burner. That doesn't really matter. Uh, this is only the beginning. It's only the beginning of this new women's division. Yes, but where does EO fit into it? As we've been saying, it feels like she's done everything in NXT. Yeah, M- Mandy EO. We haven't done that yet. But you know, give EO yeah, Shirai one last good... one last ride. Yeah, that could be a big a big win to fully put over Mandy even more. Mm-hmm. But... Who knows? Uh, in the meantime, we got some more women's action. Kaylee Ray taking on Saray. Battle of the Rays. <laughs> um, yeah, just a hard-hitting bout. Both women looking to kind of move up the chain here. Put on a pretty good fight. Uh, they eventually work their way to the floor. Kaylee hits the KLR bomb to Saray, slamming her on top of the announce table. She throws her in the ring, hits a second KLR bomb, and that gets a three count. Yeah, it happens. It happens. You know what? Uh, too many of these matches, and I feel like I've, I said it maybe last week or whatever it was. Uh, when when you sneak when you sneak through a lot of these three or less minute matches, they all start to you kind of start to lose them all. You know, it's like oh why we could, we could let's get rid of that one and then make this other one a bit longer. There's a few of those on this part on this particular night for me. I felt it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it happens. It goes that way. Yeah. Uh, we had Joe Gacy taking on Boa, who has now just absorbed Mei Ying. He's he's got the face paint on, and he's kind of doing her mannerisms. Uh, I mean, he he started off good. The crowd is chanting for him, and then the lights start flickering as he channels that inner demon. He grabs Gacy with the the Mei Ying claw, just starts choking him out on the ropes, but he won't break the hold. So the ref counts to five. We get a DQ. Gacy wins. Yeah, so we've pretty much said goodbye to uh, all of Tian Sha or the Mei Ying thing. Um, it, it felt more like a Finn Balor demon type presentation. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, is... it's sort of like, how do you make it different from the lights going down low and then however it is. Uh, and at one point, it felt like they, they were playing music during the match. Were they? At know. one point, um, his kind like of like after when the when the when his transformation. Yeah, I thought that was real <laughs> weird. It made it feel very uh, inauthentic, mm-hmm. you know, because there was a whole other yeah. element kind of going on. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they're, they're tr- yeah, maybe they're no. trying something su- slightly supernatural. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, Tian Sha is really kind of falling apart. It, 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 it completely. I think we might be able to say R.I.P. Tian Sha. Yeah, I mean, still waiting for Zia Lee to debut ba, on SmackDown. Ba, I still ba, have. Ba. Yeah, that's it's Remembrance ba, Day, folks. Ba, ba. Put on a poppy and remember uh, Megan. Do we know the name of? Do we know the name of that performer? The one who was Mei Ying. Mei Ying, I have no idea who it is. Yeah, I, okay. I'm not sure if that well, was one of the. She names. only she only fought like one match. Once, maybe, maybe. I think she may have take taken on Raquel Gonzalez once, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, uh, at one point there was this backstage promo with Ikemen Jira and Kushida. Dressed as like wrestlers, dressed with with with, with like big ear with like the big uh, ear guards, you know, and the single yeah. singlets, that whole thing. But basically, their their whole message was, "I'm Japanese, you're Japanese. Hey, we're partners." And I don't know. The whole thing seemed kind of, I don't know. This was <laughs> not very good. I know what I know what you're saying. I don't yeah. know what's allowed and not allowed anymore. <laughs> It seemed, uh, yeah, like they were making fun of them for being Japanese yeah, or something. I don't like that. I don't know. I didn't like it. But uh, let's see them in action because they're they're a team. They're called Jacket Time. Uh, Jiro and Kushida. They like jackets. Yeah, I don't I mean, know if it was. Jiro, I don't, Jiro never I don't takes know if it off. was a bit or uh, <laughs> yeah. a reference to something. I mean, those wrestling outfits, why were they wearing those? They weren't even wearing them when they came out to fight. So Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, they're taking on the Creed brothers here, who uh, just toss these poor guys all around. But jacket time, they have a comeback. They get some offense in. Uh, you know, the crowd was into it. So it ended up turning into a pretty decent match here. But uh, eventually that Julius Creed gets a hold of Jiro, hits a massive gut wrench powerbomb to get the win. And uh, yeah, afterwards, Odyssey Jones runs in to attack Roddy. Because he's still mad that he can't fight for that cruiserweight. Title. Which is a weird thing to be mad about. That's kind of like uh, <laughs> that's that would be kind of like me um, yelling at like a minor hockey league game and being like, "This is bullshit! I should be able to play against the nine-year-olds." <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. Like uh, I feel like Ozzy Jones should have more, like bigger, higher, you know, higher goals. Uh, yeah, but what? Weird. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> whatever. It seems. Yeah. Well, well. I mean, the cruiserweight really is opposite everything Vince McMahon wanted wants for NXT. Right? He wants young beef, and uh, Roddy Strong is old uh, chicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> he's too lean. Yeah. He's too lean for the brand. The cruiserweight championship almost needs to be like a. A, a bit like a big beef championship, you know, the NXT beefy championship where it's only the beefy boys get to compete for it, you know, kind of like an opposite, it's an opposite <laughs> cruiserweight. <laughs> yeah, you have to be over two, you have to be over, to yeah, over, yeah, 300 pounds or something. Uh, hey, I'm, ca- then, I'm calling it, I'm calling it. If that happens, you owe me a, you owe me a steak. <laughs> hey, I'm fine. I'll just, I'm just waiting for, uh, I'm waiting for Roddy and Kyle to get out of NXT. Yeah, yeah. Have the full reunion, which we'll get a slight tease of later. Mm -hmm. But uh, former women's champion Raquel Gonzalez pulls up 
uh, driving through the parking lot all the way to the ring once again on her motorcycle. But she's not happy. Cuts a promo about Mandy Rose holding her title and tonight, uh, but tonight she's here to call out Dakota Kai. So Kai comes out and says, ha felt good to hit you with that shovel, didn't it? Ha-ha! But then Dakota gets jumped from behind by Cora Jade. They brawl, officials break it up, and then Raquel gets in Jade's face and says, hey, you want a piece of her, I get it, but she's mine first. Because uh, we're getting Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai. Yeah. I mean, the first round was pretty good. Maybe this time Dakota can get the win. Now, am I, Although, now, am I crazy, Raquel. or did I see something to do with uh, an, an, an advertisement for the next NXT event, the next culminate? I'm not going to call it a pay-per-view. I'm going to call it a culminating event. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did call it a pay-per-view. They did? They did not call it a, yeah, it was not called a takeover. Uh, it was simply NXT War Games, Sunday, December 5th. And it did say, so and uh, it did say, pay- and it's on the bottom of the screen. It, it said pay. It did say pay per view. Okay, because yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I dreamt that, or uh, <laughs> or something. Yeah, so we are getting war games. There is a place to go. You know, we you need yeah. you need direction. It's like studying for a test. I'm not going to study trigonometry if it's uh, you know um, a biology test. <laughs> yeah. The next day. Yeah. So I mean, they got a month. To book that, mm-hmm. uh, it'll be a very, it'll be a very, moment. very, very different war games than we are, uh, than we're yeah. used to. It, I mean, it really Roddy is. Strong, Roddy Strong can keep a streak alive. Have Diamond Mine in a match. Yeah, the wim- the women's side is going to look incredibly different. But Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, leading uh, teams of their own, not not too far off. Yeah, uh, yeah. So war games, we'll get there, but. Before that, we got Cameron Grimes Yeehaw. taking on Ru Feng, who's, uh don't know this guy, but he's quite the big fella, very tall. Uh, well, he's compared to Grimes, but, uh, you know, that only gets you so far. Uh, meanwhile, Grimey, he's going to the moon, baby, so uh, hits that cave-in stomp, gets a pretty dominant victory here. But then afterwards, Stu Hudson comes out and talks about uh, how'd you beat me, Grimes? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Crowd showing him no respect, giving him the what treatment. Uh, so Hudson challenges Grimes to a poker showdown in the ring, and Grimes accepts. Yeah, hey, uh, Cameron Grimes <laughs> is too charismatic. He's uh, is he's truly too charismatic to be a heel on. Uh, as soon as those what chants start, it's just yeah. What else are you gonna do? What else are you going to do? Yeah. We Everyone loves them too much, uh, which, you know, could maybe, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to work against that. Yeah. And whatever the hell this poker show does, he's going to sit in the ring and play poker? Hopefully. Or is he going to oh, like, poker tour? That would be a lot of fun. It, get, glass, it gets so. the uh, camera coming down from over top. Yeah. The little percentage, the them. percentages in the bottom corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe they'll go all the way with it. That would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, then we get Solo Sokoa taking on Grayson Waller and LA Knight triple threat match. Uh, but Waller and Knight kind of team up, you know, be in the heels, ganging up on Solo, who had the crowd behind him pretty good, cheering for him. And uh, yeah, he blocks an attempt at a double suplex, turns it into a double power bomb, 
slamming both opponents at once. And uh, soon after this, he hits Waller with a belly, belly, belly to belly suplex over the ropes, climbs to the top, hits the big Samoan splash onto Knight to get the win. And LA Knight took the pin on this one. God, if well, yeah, if uh, you know, out of this kind of group of people who have probably fallen by the wayside with 2.0, we're talking Thatch Man. God, talk about LA Knight too. I feel like LA Knight is a perfect contender, uh, you know, to to lead, and it's just because he's he's like 40. You know, he's just like uh, he's too old for what they probably want to book, and it's uh, which is too bad because I really did enjoy the uh, the million dollar man saga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Million dollar championship. Yeah, like that was that was a uh, lot of fun of NXT uh through the summertime and I don't know if yeah. this is it if this is it for LA Knight, uh you know, if this is his RIP. Um, I think uh yeah, I don't think <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he climbs much further than this no. up the card, maybe a North American title thing here or there, but I think that's his ceiling really that they have for him. But let's go to some more fresh blood. Electra Lopez takes on Erica Yan, who we've never heard of, but uh, that usually means she's going to get destroyed. So Lopez <laughs> dominates, hits a big spin-out powerbomb, bit of a messy landing. Yan landing up high, but uh, Lopez gets the easy win off of that. But uh, it was too easy. She gets on the mic after, calls out Zion Quinn. Says, hey, you impressed me last week. How would you like to join Legato Del Fantasma? And Quinn says, Electra, you you are amazing, but I just can't get down with Legato. But there's this lusting romance in the air between the two. A real Romeo and Juliet thing going on. Uh, well, also, uh, I didn't know that Lopez had um, creative control over Legato Del Fantasma. I guess maybe <laughs> she had a conversation with Escobar before hand I mean, escobar was nowhere to be found and he on was show. nowhere to be found on the entire show uh we so i think that my biggest takeaway was that she has like hiring power yeah she definitely uh of the three of them she was in charge tonight that's for sure have we ever but, has, uh, has there ever been a romeo and juliet angle i'm sorry i'm hung <laughs> up on that now i mean probably uh I, Okay, so, okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know this. if, like, one came to mind. You were like, yeah, they did it once and specifically like this. And, like, it involved <laughs> Stephanie McMahon or something. You know, like, she was the female character <laughs> and then, uh, well, you know. Yeah, afterwards, uh, Legato, they try to attack him for turning them down, but he ends up dumping them to the floor. So Electra goes to slap him in the face, but he catches her hand, twists her around like a tango dancer, pulls her in close. And then he walks off with that sexual tension. Just you could cut a knife. You could cut it with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> you could cut a knife. You could cut a knife. That's how good this. That's how strong this knife is. It cuts other knives. Wow. In my commercial. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. You don't. You don't worry about cutting shoes and cans anymore. Yeah. But so out of nowhere, Zion Quinn has just developed into this tango dancer that uh, <laughs> captivates you with his moves. See, I would love it if they flat out did a Romeo and Juliet and just like some writer, you know, you know, Vince is like handing out like a contest or something, you know, like, you know, hey, if you win, if you win the contest, you get to write NXT for a month. 
<laughs> it's like you know, uh, it's like it's like he's like forget. Instead of like giving a Christmas bonus or something, right? He lets somebody write write a month of NXT, and then that person just writes an episode, like you know, a Romeo and Juliet play out, or you know, yeah. like uh, like an epi- They write out a f- you know one of their f- you know a favorite episode of theirs of a sitcom or something. <laughs> uh, that's the that's all I can think about now. That's all I can think about would be writing a professional wrestling Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> God damn it, Mike! Well, you got it on my mind. You got it on my mind. We gotta keep. Right, we gotta well, keep moving on. I can talk about this for hours. Yeah, wait till next week. <laughs> got you up. Uh, but the main event for this week's episode of NXT: Carmelo Hayes takes on Pete Dunne. Um. Yeah, I mean they're both kind of heels, but I guess Dunn playing more of the the heel role in this one, fighting nasty while Carmelo's doing a bunch of high flying moves. And uh, Dexter Loomis shows up at ringside to do commentary. Well, well, he his there. version of commentary. He puts the thing on his head, but he's just yeah sitting there. Uh, at one point, Carmelo hits a code breaker that Dunn just sold amazingly. He just like flipped forward off his head. It was incredible. Crowd chanted holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen a holy shit. I've never heard a holy <laughs> shit off a code breaker. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh match was great. Crowd was chanting this is awesome. Uh late in the contest, Trick Williams pulls his shoe off. He's ready to nail done with it. But then Dexter stops him. Uh but as Dexter's standing there, someone arm someone's arm reaches out from under the other side of the ring and kind of pinches Carmelo on the leg, distracts him, allows Dunn to hit the bitter end, get the win. Uh, and he was all bloodied up, his mouth and his nose. I don't know yeah, what he happened, got. The, he got it somewhere. I wasn't sure where. Yeah, Stiff kick or something, but uh, he got the win. And uh, Johnny Gargano stands up, revealing that he was the man under the ring, dressed just like Dexter Loomis. Why is he dressed like Dexter Loomis? I guess he's just trying to be cool, Dad. Now, ah, uh, yeah. Hey, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This 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 match was a uh, this match was a lot of fun. Yeah. This was a uh, this was a great match between the two, but uh, I feel bad for Carmelo Hayes uh, losing. Isn't he the uh, NXT champion right now? The North American champion. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. 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 He is, but uh, I guess they still hold Pete Dunne in pretty high regard. So, big win for him, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It sucks when yeah, you have to lo- you have to lose immediately, right? But hey, I don't think we've seen Pete Dunne in a little while either. Uh, and while on the subject of not seeing in a little while, uh, Timothy Thatcher, uh, August twenty third, lo- lost to Ridge Holland, and before that, it was uh, July twenty first. So we've seen him fight like twice in the last five months. Yes, four months. Five, mm-hmm. five since or twice since July twenty first. Eek. Yeah, that's crazy. Eek. We miss you, Thatch. Yeah. We miss you, Thatch man. Know. Oh, we do. Yeah, I mean, he survived the release, so I don't know. I don't know. If they, they still like him. Yeah. How do? Yeah. At this point, you would think like if they get if they're getting rid of people who were just on TV the <laughs> day yet. before. He's still around. But yeah. You would have to think that if they're getting rid of people the day before they were on television, you know, like three days after they were on TV or whatever, uh, you would have to think that they're safe. (laughs) Not anymore. Nobody's safe. (laughs) 
<laughs> Nobody's safe. Uh, well, that was episode of NXT. Let's move on through the show. Uh, let's get to our final show of the week, leading into the big pay-per-view, leading into full gear this weekend. Let's get into some All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. Too sweet, baby. Every Wednesday night, <laughs> every single one of these cards comes up, and uh, God, every AEW pay per view is unique in its own way, special and uh, damn fun. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's the same for every Brian Danielson match, as he seems to be the master of just kicking off these shows lately. So we just jump right in. Brian Danielson taking on Rocky Romero who uh, appears to be friends with Orange Cassidy and co. And yeah, just another, uh, you know, another guy. He's not on the level of Brian Danielson, but he puts up a good match here. And I mean, you're always going to get great wrestling with Brian. So uh, yeah, just good back and forth. Romero puts up a good fight, gets a couple near falls, but Brian just hammers away, stomps his face, and then locks in the tequila sunrise to get the submission win. Now He's is done that, it again. Is that an, is that another new one? That's another new one, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So he's just it's like his mission to just not repeat a finish. So yeah, so Rocky Romero is a new Japan guy. Right? Okay. He's over here. So I think this was a slight forbidden door type thing being uh opened. Yeah. Well, it was cool. Which was fun. Uh, and like you said, you need a show to you. You need to kick off your show. Just throw da Brian Danielson uh, yeah, out there, like yeah, shit. Like we're we're running out of time. Like what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Oh, I can wrestle for ten. <laughs> fucking let me do it. Oh my god. Yeah, easy. We're so lucky, aren't we? Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> uh, then Tony Schiavone's in the ring to interview the inner circle. But on their way out, uh, they get attacked by American Top Team. They've got weapons. They beat Inner Circle all around the ringside. They set up a table in the ring. Dan Lambert climbs up to the second rope. The rest of the Top Team, they pick up Jericho, place him on, on Lambert's shoulders, and he jumps, hits a powerbomb to Jericho through the table. Man, big uh, powerbomb. That's a big, <laughs> that's a big, a big power professional bomb. wrestling maneuver. Yeah, I don't think he could have lifted him on his own, but uh, good thing he had the help. Big power bomb, and then further insult. Lambert puts Jericho in his own move, the walls of Jericho, as the America top team stand tall. Yeah, I guess that was pretty fun. I guess that was maybe pretty fun. I guess so because we're getting the big uh, Minneapolis street fight. You know, we're getting the big kind yeah. of like <laughs> you know no DQ kind of let him go wild thing which is always one of those matches where the heels can do real well and then the baby face can come out on top uh it was a sh it, this was like the shortest seg version of this segment these guys have done every single top team inner circles segment is long drawn out yeah it wasn't wasn't much talking they just got right into the fighting <laughs> yeah uh but no yeah but this whole you know, no Paige Van Zant because we haven't, we didn't really get the female equivalent over on the. Uh, that's still a bummer to me. Yeah, hopefully she 
she sticks around though, gets involved. And yeah, I wish even find yeah, someone to fight. I wish even if someone like you know, even if it's not a full inner circle member, a temporary like a Ruby Soho type, or you know what I I'm mean, saying. The way they've been, yeah, the way they've been booking it, they could even do Chris Jericho fighting her. She just gets sick. Of, that would be sick sweet. Yeah, that would be sweet. And then who? A Jericho goes over. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe they cheat and Van Zandt gets the win. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, but who knows? That isn't to say, <laughs> hey, Minneapolis Street Fight, no DQs. That isn't to say that won't happen. Anything? Yeah, she could easily show up. Yeah. Just give out some kicks to the balls, things like that. <laughs> kicks to the balls. Uh, but then we go to uh, six-woman tag team action. Britt Baker, Rebel, Jamie Hayter taking on Ty Conti, Anna Jay, and Thunder Rosa. And the crowd was just super hot for Rosa. Uh, yeah, you had the dueling chance for her and Baker. Everyone's still waiting for that big rematch. Uh, but yeah, Rosa, she climbs to the top, hits a big crossbody to the floor on Jamie Hayter. Landed hard. Looked like she just, all of her weight, crushing Hayter. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, then back in the ring, Ty, she's got Rebel set up for the DD Ty. Uh, but Baker sees her, but she does not intervene. She just let Ty hit it. So that gets the win for her, the babyface team. Babyface, babyface. Uh, this is a match. Of, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about whatever's happening uh, down here at Full Gear. We'll talk. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Then let's talk about Jungle Boy taking on Anthony Bowens. Um, everyone's cheering for Jungle Boy as usual. He's doing his thing. Max Caster on the outside trying to interfere. So Jungle Boy just has enough. Takes him out with a suicide dive. Then he goes back to Bowens. Locks him in the snare trap. And gets a tap out for the win. So just keeping that. Yeah, keeping his momentum going. And one thing that's fun between. We have, we you know, between the dark, the elevation, the rampage. And then now this. So this is the second. We just saw Anthony Bowens on Rampage, right? He just, you know, he, he lost uh, to da- Brian Danielson. But it's funny how you can put a guy on two straight shows with two good performers. They lost both times, but they still did a great job. <laughs> you know, yeah. wrestling's the only thing where it's like you lost, but it's like, ah, you still, you did a gay, you still a good one, kid. It's nice to see yeah. Max Caster still not in the ring. I think, you know, uh, he's maybe still a little too much heat on him, probably for those comments he made all that time back. Uh, and fucking Jungle Boy. What is he, a pillar? What did MJF call them? Pillars, right? The, f- yeah. the four horse pillars. <laughs> just the pillars. Okay, just the yeah, pillars. Never mind, just the pillars. Uh, uh, but yeah, so Jungle Boy, he celebrates the win when Bobby Fish comes running out. Tacks him from behind. Uh, yeah, just beats him up. Hits a stiff suplex right into the ropes. Drops him on his head. Uh, so Christian and Luchasaurus have to chase him off. But uh, he ends up running backstage where uh, Bobby Fish, he walks up to Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. And Matt says, hey, Fish, here in AEW, there's no dispute. It's the era <laughs> of, of the, the elite. elite. <laughs> <laughs> so, like you, motherfucker. Big time. I just, I just, I just, uh, 
I just pictured uh, Hunter sitting at home. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's just like in his bed, in his bed like yeah. Stephanie. They did it again. <laughs> yeah, he's got an IV in his yeah. arm. And yeah, his yeah, he's like, like damn it, rewinding the television. Uh, you yeah. know, every he's still got a TiVo. Uh, he's still, he's TiVo. still got, yeah, he's still got <laughs> TiVo. He knows how it works, so he's using it. Uh, he's got his big fucking dogs sitting around him. I don't know if you ever seen <laughs> photos of these motherfucking things. Holy, yeah, like they're they're the biggest possible things you can ever picture. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that fun little reference there, and uh, but then at the end they're like, you know, if Cole if he vouches for you, we're cool. So hey, that's cool. That's cool. There. Do you think Adam Cole would vouch for Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong? Because that'd be pretty cool too. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, sooner than later. Imagine Hopefully. that. Imagine if that happens and we get like uh, blood and guts, but with <laughs> with them. Yeah, pretty much. That'd be funny. It's uh, it's possible. Yeah. I think, well, know. nothing's never say never, right? Yeah, not in the wrestling world or in life. Never say never, kids. <laughs> say so. yes to everything ever, always. So someone on the street offers you meth. Say yes. Okay. Uh, Wheeler Yuta takes on Wardlow. Uh, but Wardlow just kind of pummels him around. Uh, hits him with four massive power bombs back to back to back to back. The crowd was loving it. They were just chanting one more time after each one. So he just destroys him and then sets him up in the corner. Lifts him up and then just lets him fall down right into a big knee strike. To get the dominant win. And a bit of a different finisher for Wardlow. He didn't do the F10. He didn't do the F10 like he normally does. Yeah. But still, dominant victory. Uh, afterwards, the Hardy family office come out. They attack Orange Cassidy and his buddies. And Hardy puts Cassidy's head in a chair. Hits a twist of fate. Slamming his neck. Now, I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard, uh, Mike. These, uh, this entire... OC best friends group um, are part of a new faction. Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Did you hear about this? No. Bow, 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 bow. Here's the beat. Did you see this? What's the deal with? Uh, this was like right before this uh, edition of AEW. None other than uh, Kazuchika Okada invited the best friends, OC, Chris Statlander, and Wheeler Yuta to be a, uh, a member of the New Japan Chaos faction. Wow. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah. No. Yeah, so that's that's, that's the wild. big news uh, involved in the New Japan faction. That, of course, because Yusuke Okada is the, uh, the, the head of Tomohiro Ishii is also in it. There have been some names. Some names have passed their way through these halls, the likes of Will Ospreay, uh, Naito, um, Shinsuke, Nak so how, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, uh, Jay White himself. Uh, so how did this come to be? How, did, how does he even know Orange Cassidy in that? No idea. Just saw. Is he just like I like you guys? Just, you can be. In just my saw the vid Just saw the clip. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed yeah. they maybe met one time at a party. Uh, I feel like has Orange Cassidy ever even wrestled in Japan? He's never wrestled in Japan, but that doesn't say that the yeah. the door is not uh, the forbidden door has not cl fully closed ever. Uh, no, I think that thing is left. It's got one of those. 
you know, the, the thing you slide out to keep the, the, the door open. Exactly. The, the little slider. Oh, well, <laughs> fucking slider. everyone thought Okada was going to show up tonight. Huge spoilers. Everyone thought Okada was going to show up tonight, by the way. Uh, he doesn't. Um, but yeah, that was what everyone was talking about on fucking like Twitter and shit. Well, hey, save it for Saturday. Pay-per-view, baby. Well, I mean, fucking save it for Saturday, <laughs> but still. Hey, hey. Ho, ho. Uh, <laughs> let's go to the next match. Dax Harwood taking on Pack in a very solid bout here. Uh, at some point, there was some blood. I don't know what happened. Pack got his back cut up or something. Yeah, how know. does your back get cut? I don't know. Maybe the knee brace or something of Dax got cut. I don't know. Mm. Doesn't matter. They fight their way up to the top rope, and Pack hits an awesome sheer drop brain buster. Off the top, looked crazy. Uh, so a bit later, Tolly he decides to try to interfere, which allows Dax to hit a big brain buster of his own for a two count. Uh, and then a nice rebound power bomb, and crowd just getting super hot at this point. Real good match. Uh, eventually, Pack gets Harwood locked in the brutalizer, and Dax verbally submits. So Pack is your winner. My, what I what I what I've noticed, what I love about this. Pac, we've seen so much of him lately, and yeah, that's sweet. Like breaks. It's been, wasn't it so streaky for so long? And of course, like you know, it was good, and then maybe there was an injury, and then he was back, and then COVID, and it came yeah. back, and then you know, it's been so streaky. But it really feels like ever since um, him and Andrade were getting into it, bef- like before they had their rampage match, maybe he had. Two, two and a half, three months now. This consistent Pac thing is really good. Uh, he's yet to have him him and Brian Danielson. They're two of these guys. They just, every single match is great and fun and cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after the match, FTR, they jump him, start beating him up. Uh, and then the lights go out. They come back on and Malachi Black and Andrade are there. And the four of them all working together to beat down Pac until Lucha Bros run out with Cody to yeah help and just get a big brawl. Yeah, the big thing, of course, the uh, the baby faces or the de facto baby ta- baby faces uh, stand <laughs> stand tall to close the segment. Yep. Uh, but the final segment for the show, Tony's back in the ring. Well, I, b- before signing. the final segment, I think there was one more match. Uh, match? There was a there was another match. Uh, Matt Seidel and uh, Lee Moriarty oh. taking on Dante Martin and Leo Rush. The the AEW Dynamite debut of Leo Rush. Uh, yeah, how did I skip that? Yeah, no, that was before the pack. That, match, that was before, but uh, you know, sometimes you know, if you, yeah. if you flipped it around, I wasn't gonna give it to you. Uh, I just thought I thought you couldn't move past this one because uh, what a fucking match! And two, uh, Leo Rush coming out in the full white Power Ranger uh, <laughs> fucking thing, and not even like a version of it. No, it was a full body piece <laughs> white Power Ranger costume. Uh, I, I thought you would have uh, been all up on that. Yeah, no, I didn't mean <laughs> to skip over that. It was real good tag match. Uh, yeah, Leo Rush looking good in his his uh, dynamite debut, and Dante Martin continuing to be big potential star there. He's the one that gets the pin after hitting that nice double springboard moonsault. 
Yeah, like you said, uh, the the potential to be the star, and yeah. Leo 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 Rush Leo Rush will sit there and put somebody over. Sure, fucking. I feel like he's a. I feel like he's a nice guy, and he's got other shit on the go. And uh, after watching, uh, what's his name? After watching Dante Martin in that one YouTube video, I'm on board. He's a cool guy. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, but yes, back to the ring with Tony uh, to host this contract signing for the world title match at Full Gear. Hangman Page, Kenny Omega. We bring both men out. Hangman keeps it pretty simple. Just says, the sooner I sign this, the sooner I get to beat your ass for the title. And he signs. And then Kenny takes a bit more time, just kind of insults the Hangman. But he's not phased. Uh, yeah. Kenny signs it, but then afterwards he's like, no matter what happens, I want to be able to shake your hand one last time. And they shake hands. and Kenny says, good job, Hangman. I'm proud of you. And walks off. And That's when the cameraman attacks Adam Page, takes off his disguise, reveals it's Don Callis underneath. He had a fake beard. He had a fake mustache. He did a good job. But, uh, yeah, that camera shot, it busts open Hangman's head. Uh, He's bleeding, and Kenny sticks his dirty fingers on his scalp and uses the blood to sign the contract as we go off the air. Oh, that was that was so cool. I don't know how the I don't know how they <laughs> did that. I don't know how they if it was a perfect perfectly done blade job, maybe. Yeah, I think it was a quick little. However, the fuck they did it, it was perfect. Um, and uh, with that, with the, with that final segment, God, uh, the potential end of an era. You know, when it does come to dynamite. But uh, let's talk about that more on the very uh, we uh, this coming Saturday. I guess we have one more rampage to wrap, tie up any loose ends. Uh, let's just get mm-hmm. right into the pay-per-view then, Mike, uh, shall we? Uh, we've got Full Gear this year, live from uh, uh, Minneapolis. I think uh, home of the, the Bucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's Milwaukee. Shit. They got the Vikings, the Wild. The the Vi- the Wild, baby. That's, uh, that's <laughs> our home of. Okay. Timberwolves? The Timberwolves. That's who I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, I said Bucks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. They wish they had the bus. They do. A lot of, a lot of cities yeah. do. <laughs> but they got full gear. So, shall we? Dive right into it. Uh, who's going to book this one? You or me? Uh, it does not matter. Okay, you book you it. Could have okay, it. I'm going to book it. Okay. I'm taking okay, it. Well, I'm, sure. I'm taking all it. Right, I'm, taking it. Right. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Pre-show. Okay. All right, yeah, we got the pre-show uh, coming up this uh, week. We got what? Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter taking on Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, just a warm-up the crowd match. Let Shida Rosa get the win. Everyone will be happy. And this is, uh, I guess, this is, this is our only. So this is the second win, or the one of the two women's matches uh, on the night. Also worth yes. noting. So, uh, God, how are we going to kick off the night? What better way to kick off our Full Gear pay-per-view than the way that we've kicked off every single All Elite Wrestling show for the last three months? Let's throw Brian... Just fucking throw Brian Danielson out there. He's going to take on Miro. <laughs> uh, now, this is the final for that AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. 
uh, the winner will get a future championship opportunity. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, we all know Miro was a late sub into this match, but, you know, very different style from John Moxley. But I think we'll still get an excellent match. Uh, Brian will find a way to win in another way. And everyone will be happy once again. <laughs> and we all we will all rejoice. Uh, when Brian Danielson, God, if he, if he, if he's, he's, it seems like he's on a beeline for that AEW championship. Uh, that being said, you know, in the past, these guys have given away championship opportunities. You know, Tony Khan just gives away championship opportunities and people fall flat. So, uh, everything in between. Yeah, it's happened, but either way, it'll be a great match. <clears throat> either way, it'll be a great match. Let's move on to what will probably be, um, another great match because after weeks and weeks of the super click being arrogant, buying their Jordans, kissing each other on the, uh, smooching each other on the faces, they're, they're taking out Christian Cage, uh, <laughs> and Jurassic Express in a false count anywhere. Okay. Yeah, I didn't catch that during the show. But, uh, yeah, that adds something to it. You know, someone will fall off the stage or through a table or something fun. There'll be something. I guess it I guess it lets it be a little more crazy. Yeah. I mean, we've already got a straight fight, but as long as you spread them out, you know, don't book those two matches back to back. and We can have some fun. And uh, who goes over? The clicks? The super click? Give Adam Cole a big uh, boom and a win. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's his first pay-per-view match, so probably want to get him a big win there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe Bobby Fish makes an appearance to help out his brother. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, coming up next, a match that I don't think, I think we passed all the way through Dynamite with and without any promo towards this program. Maybe we'll see a little bit on Rampage. Darby Allen taking on MJF. Both with Sting and Wardlow, presumably in their respective corners. Yeah, battle of the two pillars. Um, yeah, it really could go either way, you know, with this one. It's hard to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, MJF's not adverse to cheating by any means necessary, so I'd give him the slight edge. And I feel like they built this one up a little too early. And then they ran out of steam, maybe, and then we had nothing more to talk about. But every Darby Allen match is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, MJF's a great performer. I, either way, uh, let's give it to MJF. I'd rather maybe he can get the win. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be. What he's only lost once or been pinned once in singles action in his whole career. Or yeah, so like so infrequently. God. Yeah. So yeah, I give edge. The edge. Uh, given the edge to Maxwell <laughs> Jacob Friedman. Uh, let's move on to some more tag team action. More tag team action. Uh, let's get uh, over to our actual AEW World Tag Team champs, uh, the Lucha Brothers. They're taking on FTR, the AAA Tag Team Champions. Although the AAA titles are not involved, I'm sure they'll come down to the ring uh, with them dressed upon their their waist. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be there. Uh, this will be a great match. You know, the the clashing styles always work well together. The flips versus the fists. And yeah, this will just be a great tag match. Much like the styles clash, the clashing styles <laughs> is uh, works every time. 
you're exactly right. I'm real excited to see what uh, you know. And any any Ray Phoenix situation, I'm just excited to see it. Uh, Lucha Bros, <laughs> go over, and they can move on to something a little more exciting. Yeah. And FTR still have those other titles they can have. Yeah, play around. They can with for they can do whatever whatever they do down there in Mexico. Uh, yeah. Let's get on to our uh, our uh, our our next match, the Inner Circle. <laughs> we know who they are: Jericho, Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana Ortiz. They're taking on um, uh, Amer. Okay, so I guess it's 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 Men of the Year: Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky. We know what they look like. American Top Team: Junior Santos. Uh, Andre Arlovsky and Dan Lambert in the Minneapolis yeah. street fight, uh, which is what? Like, a, is that like a that's a five on five? Anything goes. Yeah, one pin secures the win. Uh, I'm sure it'll be lots of weapons. Uh, <laughs> well, Jericho will blade among others. There'll be lots of blood. Maybe even Dan Lambert will blade. I can see him stepping up, to, doing something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, he's gonna take a big bump. He's gonna take maybe a power bomb through a table. Mm. Jericho get his revenge. But uh, at the end of the day, who's getting the win? The inner circle. I see no advantage to top team getting the win. Yeah, uh, I mean, three I of those guys aren't even. Yeah, exactly. I, I see the only answer being Chris Jericho submitting. Dan Lambert in like the walls or something. I think that's the only. Yeah. I th I think that's the only lodge. Like literally, no one else. <laughs> if top team wins, it would make no sense, and I don't yeah. think, <laughs> you know, it would just flat out make no sense. But yeah, it is really exciting to see UFC people involved in, you know, hey, if you want to work a couple, you you know, if you're you if you're a UFC guy out there, you want to work a couple matches, you don't have to work a whole year of learn how to professional wrestle, make a little bit of money. Move on. Yeah. It is a lot of fun to see Junior Dos Santos, you know, a former UFC heavyweight champion. Just fucking make, make 50 grand and fucking walk away. Like, you can do that. Yeah. It can be fun. <laughs> yeah. He's having a good time, and that's what the match will be. It'll be a good time. Uh, talking about a good time, uh, let's get um, that AEW World Women's Championship on the line. Let's have Dr. Britt Baker. DMD. She's got Rebel. She's got Jamie Hayter there in her corner. Taking on Ty Conti, the unofficial member of the Dark Order. When are they going to make it legit? <laughs> Don't know, but uh, at least she's got Anna Jay hanging with her. So, But uh, at the end of the day, uh, she's not quite at Britt Baker's level, so... Don't see this title switching hands. No, not quite. Do, uh, Brit, uh, do, uh, Dr. Britt Baker needs that big feud to lose that yeah. belt for sure. She At this point, does. there's only like two or three women in the company that would even be a realistic chance. Yeah. Her. Yeah, really. Well, and we'll wait to see when that happens. Yeah, um, <laughs> either way, should be a great Ty is a good wrestler, so we'll have a fun match. Mm hmm. Either way, uh, let's move on to something uh, something that's been building, something that is exciting, something that's one of those moments where you just say, never thought that would happen. CM Punk taking on Eddie Kingston, all elite wrestling, pay-per-view action. Eddie Kingston demanded CM Punk to fight him. He's going to get it. Yeah, Punk demanded an apology. He didn't get it. So <laughs> he wants satisfaction, but you know what? I could see this being CM Punk's first loss here in AEW. And my question would be, yes, when does CM Punk lose for the first time? 
Uh, and he he came. We he we heard it on August twentieth, twenty twenty one. We heard it out of his lips when he said, "I'm excited to work with all those young guys out there. <laughs> all those young guys." And who's a younger man than Eddie Kingston, the forty-year-old? <laughs> uh, no, that's exactly it. Yeah, I think this is this is the place for CM Punk to lose. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the, the win would mean so much more to Eddie than it would to CM Punk. Oh, this would be the biggest win. This could possibly be the biggest win of Eddie Kingston's career if yeah. it were to lose to win to CM Punk on a pay-per-view for a major wrestling promotion this means this win for eddie kingston would mean way more than the win for cm punk so yeah absolutely so uh yeah i uh, i go for eddie on this one and maybe that's something that causes punk to snap after kind of turn heel he has been growing his facial hair out and uh one thing i I (laughs) yeah yeah, no this whole thing is kind of you know, he's just mad about he wanted an apology because he interrupted him. Like, come on, get over it. That's some petty shit. That's some petty shit. <laughs> That's some petty heel stuff. Exactly. But. Let's get to some uh, our final guy. A lot of tag action, a lot of multi-man action uh, on this night's card. We have Pac and Cody Rhodes taking on Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Yeah, with Jose the assistant. Okay. He's officially known. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, should be fun tag match. We know all these, I mean, all these guys, they're not like super linked together as like traditional tag teams, but they know what they're doing in the ring. Everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cody will get booed. Everyone else will get cheered probably. And <laughs> I don't know at the end of the day, who eats the pin? That's the big question. That is the big question. Uh, is it Cody because it shouldn't be anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's what everyone wants to see. Malachi Black pin Cody one more time. That'd be good. And uh, the the Cody heel turn has to happen, right? I mean, and every single time, <laughs> every single time Cody's in a big a big moment, you ask yourself, it's got to happen, right? And uh, who knows? It's it, like it's got to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe Pac takes the pin and Cody's pissed off and he turns on Pac after. Something like that. You made me lose. You made me lose. Luth. Which means, which means we're at our main event. Something that's been uh, something that fans all over the globe have been waiting years for. We have our AEW World Champion Kenny Omega taking on Adam Hangman Page. Yeah, former former partners putting on one of the best matches in AEW history as a team. Now they try to do it in singles action. And, uh, uh, so I, I don't know this. This this <laughs> I have no. This could go either fucking way. This is a flip of a coin for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we talked about it. Kenny's real close to that one year mark, but Hangman Page. Everything's been building to his big crowning moment, and uh, I don't know. You don't if yeah. You don't, I don't think you need to delay it anymore. He went away. He had a baby. I think they were ready to do it all out. But then other stuff happened. So now full gear is his time. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they were ready to do it at all out and, uh, you know, and then kind of bring out uh, Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan makes a save. You know, like I I could see how they would have booked that also. 
God, but I, I mean, how many times did we think Kenny Omega was going to beat Kazuchika Okada before he did? I think like twice, right? You know, it's uh, it could really go either fucking way on this one. I would, I would super not be surprised. Uh, but uh, if I were to put money on it, I'd probably put money on Adam Page. Ah, uh, but I, I, ah, uh, it would be, it would be uh, <laughs> reluctantly a small bet. <laughs> yeah. Do we see? Uh, yeah, we, no, I'm we... leaning page. I think. Yeah. Do we see well, Bray? The thing. Do, we, do we see Bray Wyatt show up? Yeah. Is there a big? Is there a big end of show debut or anything? Uh, yeah, Bray Wyatt. He's one of the big names, obviously. Um. <laughs> I mean. Uh, uh, I think we'll see someone show up. I don't know if we'll be on the level of Bray Wyatt. Maybe even in the middle of the show, someone random. Who knows? But That'll be fun. I hope we do. I hope we do. Uh, that is all of the Full Gear card, and that's all of the time that we have for the show, except for our final segment, uh, where we've got a Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Mike, throwing all the action over to you. What you got? Uh, I'll give it to John Silver this week. Just, uh, yeah, nice main event match there on Rampage. Hung in there with Adam Cole. Had everyone having, had the crowd believing he could win. And, uh, I mean, yeah, he's always good. John Silver. John Silver, always good. Johnny Hungy. Yep. Congratulations. Uh yeah, this was a pretty uh this was a pretty weak week for mm-hmm. me. Um <laughs> yeah. in terms of in, in in terms of in-ring stuff. Why is that? Well, I guess we're kind of like a week into the pay-per-view and then 2 weeks into whatever. Um but uh just for maybe just for wearing that ridiculous uh, outfit, Seth Rollins. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll throw it at you right there. You know, for you uh, a confident um, dark or co- sorry, a confident light blue tr- leather trench coat. Not everyone can pull off that look, and if you can, then you got to work it. Okay, <laughs> that's all the time we have for the show. Thanks for listening, folks. Rate, review, like, subscribe. The show is everywhere. We'll be back next week with uh the full gear fallout. Will we have a new AEW World Champion? I f- truly do not know. Yeah, no idea, but can't wait to find out. Can't wait to find out. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Mike, you take care of yourself. Yeah, we'll see you next time.